My name is Dylan Garland. I'm Chelsea Camo. I'm Holly Stevens. And we are Beyond Haunted. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight of Beyond Haunted, where we talk about our show, Haunted, Ghost Hunting, and stuff like that. Uh, my name is Dylan, here with Chelsea and Holly, and today we're talking about episode eight of season one of Haunted, where we're in the old Yarmouth jail in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. And first off, I got to talk about something, because last week we talked pretty in-depth about uh, a certain ghost box conversation that I thought was going to be in the show, but it wasn't due to a technical, I guess... Audio issues. Audio issue. Because the thing with the ghost box is it's just uh, this all the time. Constantly. And uh, we hadn't quite figured out how to mute that when we were asking questions yet. So it's really loud. It didn't make the show. But I guess we can talk about it here. Mm-hmm. Because, hey, Beyond Haunted, give you a little extra hint at what's going on. But to recap what happened last time, uh, in the last episode of Haunted, we had the creepiest location of our lives. Oh, yeah. Gross. Just this dilapidated building. This old jail in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. We got there. It was creepy. We were hearing noises. And then um, the, the brief version of this is Paul called down a uh, old friend. And I use air quotes on an audio podcast to define friend. Tom mm-hmm. Hutchings? Is that his? No. Yeah. Tom Hutchings. And for those who don't know, who's Tom Hutchings? Uh, he was a sergeant, I think. I think he was a sergeant um, in, I'm going to say the military up in New Brunswick and in i think it was ooh, 40s or 50s he was um convicted and hanged for killing a young girl about 16 years old and he also oh yeah in theory in theory haunts the jail there right um where he was hanged and uh the particular specific cell that he was in which paul and i visited in 2009 and he may or may not have visited us at that time and uh somewhat strangled paul that's why paul doesn't do cold and necks yeah yeah that's pretty much it so despite that the fact that you know he he got strangled by a ghost that could have been tom hutchings last episode he decided to call him down yeah and to see what would happen well he said he had unfinished business yeah that's a what kind of unfinished business Well, that's what i wanted to know you didn't finish strangling you like what did you want what did you think was going to happen well holly you've got my favorite line i think in the series so far in this Mm. episode where uh you're kind of you're very sassy in the first part of of episode eight which i love oh good because you're just calling out paul and uh as you're walking away you look at him go what are you gonna do strangle him back (laughs) (laughs) oh i forgot about that that was such a good line (laughs) that's a good one uh, so let's jump into this. Uh, Old Yarmouth Jail Part 2. Um, things get pretty creepy. Oh, right. We're going to talk about the ghost box thing. So something that didn't make the show, a little deleted scene for you. Um, near, I want to say the end of the, our end investigation. End of the night, I think. Yeah. yeah. We decided to run a ghost box investigation. And for those who don't know, ghost box um, or spirit box or whatever the technical term for it is, it's basically a, a device that sweeps through AM, FM radio uh, at pretty consistent, like, or quicker or slower depending on how you set it and the idea is that if there's something out there that wants to communicate it can use whatever information is out there and throw that at us 
that about right? Give or take, yeah. yeah. Uses uses the the words in the channels, I guess, to form sentences that they could then, yeah, to communicate their intentions or thoughts. Right. And it's really hard to get the same voice or a sentence from it. Well, but, you would think yeah. theoretically, because it, it it goes through waves, like yeah. The ones that really always interest me are the ones that go over one, more than one. Yeah, because it channel. shouldn't do that. Yeah, it's usually. I mean, you're only getting like you know, a partial second on each yeah. channel. So you shouldn't have the same voice throughout channels, theoretically. Yes. and Unless we... it's a ghost. Yes, yeah. theoretically. Theoretically. Uh, and we got that tonight. I uh, didn't make the show, but uh, we we were calling out to uh, someone who um, was hanged at the old Yarmouth jail. And we were up just outside the, the gallows area and we were calling off to Omar. I can't remember his last name. I can't either in this uh, moment. Yeah. Omar was somebody who um, burned and killed his... Uh, uh, Girl? Well, no, it, it was, said... Uh, I think the article in the newspaper said that it was his housekeeper or right. something. Oh, right. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think we were given the idea at the time during the investigation that there was a relationship between the two. Yeah. Right. And that he had come home um, under the impression that she had been unfaithful to him and uh, murdered her. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> the huge Casual. Always fun. We actually, while we were there, we found out that there was a lot more, uh, <laughs> let's call them murder mysteries oh, yeah. in Yarmouth than we realized. <laughs> so we're calling out to Omar because we, we had been hearing noises all night and uh, it seemed to kind of be bringing us more upstairs, which yeah. is interesting. So we're on the third floor and we're calling out to Omar just outside the gallows. And we've got the ghost box up. And I swear to God, we heard what sounded like a pretty intense argument between a man and a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a little unnerving, to say the least. Uh, it sounded aggressive to me. Yeah, I can't even remember what it was that we were hearing them say or if they were answering questions that we were asking. I remember it being a little confusing, and I think some of that had to do with that we weren't um, covering the ghost box to kind of mute Mm -hmm. it out um, in between questions and stuff. But uh, yeah, two distinct voices that kept coming back, uh, one male, one female. Mm -hmm. And and it did sound like they were communicating with each other, which is the weird part of that, because we'll pick up voices um, like that are just kind of one-off voices that sound like it's just saying whatever. Radio or music or something, yeah. which you expect. Exactly, because it is sweeping through AM and FM stations in the area. But this was like, it was if it was bouncing back and forth with these two people arguing, and we were kind of listening into this conversation. I don't remember hearing words. Like, obviously, there was a conversation. I don't remember hearing specific words I remember on the day. There was like one, it was like a yes or a no. I remember there were, we was asked. a yes or a no, yeah, yeah. Okay. answer to one of our questions or something. Cool. But Oof. yeah, I don't I don't recall what else they said because it was very like mm-hmm. just well very noisy. staticky. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. very loud. We we learned in future episodes, and you'll see that kind of coming up in the second half of this um, the season is that uh, to kind of allow us the technical side of the show to have it be somewhat you know audible and not completely the whole time. We'll take the ghost box, which has a massive speaker on the front, and we'll just kind of set it against our jackets, ask our question, and then bring it out it's a lot more manageable mm. from here on out um what'd you th- what'd you think of that though you know kind of everything leading to that moment that was kind of our last moment of the night uh i i i didn't feel scared at the time and, and i said this last week this place didn't do much for me mm. i think the place and the the ideas that really got into my head and kind of spooked me out was it was such a tight space and such a big space 
we're going around each corner i really get kind of i felt uneasy mm. um <laughs> never know if something's gonna pop out yeah so what'd you feel like when you were hearing this kind of what seemed like an argument through the ghost box Holly? um i i routinely think the ghost box is shit um <laughs> and yeah, that's what too. i said to paul when we first got it uh it didn't kind of stick out to me as a piece of equipment that i thought would net us any kind of um, plausible results uh, however i think this was probably one of the first times where i was like wow that is what the crap is happening with this thing and it it was very odd to me yeah uh, i don't remember being scared but then there was like five of us up there one two three four who was the fifth jim was jim there I'm I don't think he was upstairs sure. with us. I think it was just the four of us. So it was just the four of us. <laughs> I mean, there yeah, yeah. could have been a fifth. <laughs> but, you know, there was a group of us in a, in a, in a fairly small space listening to this. So I was I was more curious and interested than anything else. And I do remember that there was one specific thing. I think, Chelsea, we were just mentioning it where we, we did ask a specific question and, and it felt like something responded to us. Yeah. Quite definitively at least in the moment I, I guess that didn't record very well um, which is one of the reasons why it didn't make it into the episode because yeah because i it. had a hard time understanding it and i was the you audio were, person you were listening yeah. to the so audio yeah. i i but i do remember hearing a clear yes or no i can't remember which one but it was it's that pretty. so yeah it was odd because it was like they were arguing with each other but then it was like one of them broke off and was responding to us hmm. which was really what it was odd yeah it's very strange. It's weird. The ghost box is a, a very um, kind of an on again, off again tool, I find, where we could use it in one place and it's just completely dud, total BS. But then the other place, it's like, wow, that's that's weird. It's always context to me. Like if it's, if it's yeah. contextual to what we're looking for, not looking for, but what we're experiencing <coughs> or what's going on, it's um, it's a very interesting tool. I had a question for you. It, um, what's what's your kind of feelings if you're alone in a space versus with a group because i thought for sure that if i'm alone in a space that's when i'm going to be the most like uneasy scared nervous mm -hmm. i find the idea of being in a group and us all experiencing one thing together is more terrifying for me oh interesting how do you feel about that uh, I definitely am at my lowest uh, courage wise <laughs> when right. I'm when I'm moving through a space by myself. Sure. Yeah. Not stationary. If I'm stationary in a space, um, then I feel a lot safer for some reason. So actually moving through a location in the dark by myself is is when I have to kind of like tame my imagination. Right, it'll get better of you. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's let's hop into the actual episode here. Give you a little bit of extra footage that didn't make the show. Uh, so we open up with uh, Holly kind of um, grilling Paul with his decisions to invite down mm -hmm. Mr. Tom Hutchings. Yeah. Uh, and it basically around the same time that Paul decided to invite Tom Hutchings down to um, take care of some unfinished business, we all heard a noise, a very distinct kind of metallic noise, which is how you describe it, Holly. Yeah. Uh, so we go through the episode and then we end up on the uh, second floor, I believe. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 And here's where I started feeling a little bit scared in this place because we, so when we get to a location, our kind of breakdown of how we schedule it out is we get there, we, we do our initial talk or meeting with the owners or whoever's going to be our kind of guide to this place. Uh, we break off, we have a quick discussion, then I go right into B-roll shooting. Me and Chelsea, Chelsea helps me out shooting B-roll. And so I, uh, luckily with this location, we had two days to do it. 
but I did get some initial B-roll on the first day, basically just my wides of like, here's the hallway, here's the hallway. And then our second day I went back and I got kind of our close-up shots. When I was shooting the B-roll, which you see a little bit of that in, uh, in the shot when Paul's explaining this, all those doors were open. <laughs> so I can, I can attest to what Paul was saying, where when we went up there, the first three doors were fully open. The fourth one should have been open. However, we quickly realize it's not the case. The door's halfway shut. And it also turns out that that's the door that sounds exactly like what everybody heard. So, group, how do you feel about that? Because those doors are not light, as we talked about last yeah. week. They are heavy, heavy doors. And like I said last week, I believe you'd need a lot of energy, which there is none in the building to move that if you're a ghost. Theoretically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're basing that off, yeah. If that's the case with the ghosts. So what's going through your head? The fact that we, we hear this noise and then uh, we go upstairs and there's a door that's moved that does not move on its own because we tested that in the episode, I believe. I think it's awesome. It's me too. <laughs> yeah. In the worst way, though. It just terrifies yeah, not me. Not necessarily like, awesome that, that Paul's like, hey, weird spirit ghost that strangled me. You should come here. And then we hear this noise that sounds like someone moving jail cell doors upstairs. And then one of them has moved. And that is the sound that we heard. Yeah, that's yeah. really messed up. <laughs> but yeah yeah it's uh it's would you have felt differently if it if it wasn't the tom hutchings thing like if you didn't know that would you have felt more at ease i still don't (laughs) feel like it was tom hutchings it may or may not have have been that Yeah. yeah um but the fact that a door seemingly moved on its own from one location from like one position to another position um, and created a noise that we replicated and the door actually was moved. That's that's awesome. Something moved it. Yeah. So, um, you know, a, a, as much as this was awesome and it was very kind of cool evidence, although unfortunately we didn't catch anything visual because we didn't have a camera up there yet, um, you were not thrilled <laughs> after <laughs> this. So what were you going through? Was it kind of just... And this seems to be a theme of the show. And again, I'm not calling out Paul. But, um, and again, it is part of our job. Paul likes to call things out. Yeah. And it's kind of building up to this point. This was, um, you know, a very long shooting schedule up to this point. What are you feeling when you're getting, as he called it, miffed at Paul? (laughs) He called me miffed? He said you were getting a little miffed. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty accurate. (laughs) I, I, I just think that, I mean... I've said this before. We're 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 in a potentially haunted location, whatever that means to you. Mm-hmm. The energies I would say are not stable. So you're going into a strange location with uh, you know, the the possibility of of interacting with something or having something interact with you that we don't really understand. I feel like operating within a certain level of of safety is a good idea. Like you're already like poking a fire, you know, like with a stick. Sure. And and Paul kind of likes to just kick the whole thing over is what it feels like to see what catches. Yeah, and that's where I get really uncomfortable. So it's it it it's always interesting to watch. I'm sure, <laughs> but it's definitely like, oh, okay, you've taken this false sense of safety that I seem to have when I go to a location, and you've just blown it open by by kicking over the fire again to see what happens. Um, it's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Now, to play and pardon the pun, mm. devil's advocate here. Sure. Do you think we would have gotten the experiences that we went through without Paul poking that hornet's nest? Ooh, you said hornet's nest. That's even worse. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, we were already getting 
things throughout the night. We'd already heard um, the sound earlier. That was the kind of that wooden sound clunking from upstairs in the gallows. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we had heard uh, with that weren't recorded. I think a couple of us had heard other noises that sounded like maybe some of the doors were moving upstairs while we were all downstairs. Those yeah, were really faint. Yeah. And those happened from time to time and yeah. we would hear them, but we didn't have any audio recording, so we didn't have anything to show, of course. So this mm-hmm. was just one that we happened to catch. Yeah. So we were getting th- some things before that. Mm-hmm. Did it escalate because of that? Maybe. Yeah. It seems to be the case. Yeah, I, 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 and I'm not... Um, I should preface this because, you know, Paul's not here on this episode. Um, I, I'm not... You know, I'm not crapping on Paul's practices oh, as a ghost hunter. Not at all. I, I I do find it interesting, and I think we have had some crazy experiences after the fact of Paul. You know, in future episodes, opening up vortex. Um. So it's it's a very uh, it's a very kind of coin flip of a thing. Well, here's the other thing that could be happening. I mean, Paul saying, "Hey, Tom Hutchings, you know, come down," may do absolutely nothing. Sure. Us hearing it certainly escalates my emotions mm-hmm. and my energy levels plus maybe other people as well so now you're adding that extra tension and anxiety to a building that may be able to use it in a certain way sure does that make you more open or more closed when you hear stuff like that like that paul has you know decided to call down tom hutchings are you okay putting up the wall or are you all right now we heard something clearly something's opened well i mean when when I came <laughs> when I came in, you saw me. Like I was like, I'm not I'm not going to go upstairs now. Like I'm pretty I'm pretty open to doing pretty much anything. You heard a noise? Sure, I'll go check it out. No, you called down somebody who strangled you last time that we potentially <laughs> met and now you want me to go upstairs and check it out? I don't flip and think so. Uh-uh. That's not happening. So what was the question? <laughs> it, when when things start happening and then you find out that one of the crew members or oh. one of the team members have called something down, do you close or do you open? I'm guarded okay. at that point. Yeah, definitely. So you're putting up the... That's fair. Well, yes. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, really, and we're sitting here, you know, we're sitting here on a, at a wooden table in the middle of Nova Scotia. It's not like we know what's out there for sure. I think we all have our own versions of what we think is out there right is yeah. that fair to say theories are developing so i think <laughs> guarding is probably a good idea when you when you think that maybe the next piece of energy that you're going to interact with may be um evil or yeah. have aggressive intentions yeah i'm going to close down yeah that's fair uh speaking of evil speaking so of evil. <laughs> after this i i in the episode i i get called upstairs um, because Paul's going through some things. After we kind of had the door thing happen, we set up a CCTV camera near that hallway. Uh, and uh, Paul got hissed at. Yeah. And we tested this. You know, we go outside, we see, because it was raining a little bit during the day, but they were dry. You you kind of see a couple of puddles in the footage near the road. But again, a car isn't going to make the sound that he heard anyways. He heard a hiss, which is one of, you know, two things. Could be paranormal, mm-hmm. or could be a rabid animal. Was me. <laughs> it is something I do, but so if, <laughs> folks, I'm irritated. We, we have debunked Holly did not hiss at Paul. I did not Paul. hiss at Paul. <laughs> she was not hiding in this the corner time. of the darkness. What do you think that was? I, I don't because I didn't hear it because Paul was up there alone, and, and unfortunately, this is one of the times that he didn't have an audio recorder on him. Um, I, what, what the hell was that? I'd like to know 
how close he heard it to him. Yeah. 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 You know? It's funny because it came from a room that did actually always kind of spook me out a little bit. You know that back, um, it, all the wood, uh, the kind of like wall was taken off and it was the dark wood paneling. It almost looked like a furnace room on the second floor. Um, so if you if you were to walk towards the um, the jail cells and you kept going straight instead of going into the hallways, yeah. that room always freaked me out. I think that's the room that he heard it from. Okay. Just it was a, little... a bigger room, wasn't it? Like a... Kind of, yeah. 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 Oof. Yeah, that that did that did kind of freak me out a little bit because it was in full darkness. Yeah, it was you just like You did not a... know what was in there. Also, there's a bit of foreshadowing in this episode from Holly where she mentions uh, darker than dark. Yeah. But we'll get to that sometime soon. <laughs> darker than dark. Yeah, I don't know what could have hissed at him. I mean, if it was an animal, we would have seen something on the CCTVs well, eventually. Yeah. We would have heard some, you know, there would have been a direction to it. It was down on the floor or like it was, you know, yeah. at the ceiling. I I don't know where he heard the noise yeah. from i feel like if he would have heard it by from the ground he would have been looking at the ground more he, he definitely yeah it, he yeah. definitely wasn't like yeah, he was true. looking more yeah. straight on so i feel like it might have been more straight on to him mm-hmm. um that's just body language i don't know it might have been on the ground well, there's certainly no plumbing or electrical in that building that was working that would have caused any kind of a noise like that no. none so no. is there any specific kind of spirit that does this that hisses yeah no, something I... warning you <laughs> that's a, a very interesting thing to look up yeah oh oh uh, yeah okay let me do a quick google search <laughs> yeah yeah do you want to do that while i jump into the next yeah. one yeah uh so uh i do want to say one thing because um we jump from the hissing thing down to the basement which is where oh things get good folks mm-hmm. um you see all those orbs on our cctv footage as chelsea's leaving the room yeah guess man. what folks they're not ghosts. None of them. That we know of. If, <laughs> if there are ghosts, if, if those orbs are ghosts, I will tell you right now, the old Yarmouth jail and the basement of the Astor Theater in Liverpool are the most haunted places <laughs> on earth. There is a city's worth of ghosts down there. Yeah. It's when we have something that has context to it, to what we're going through. Like Holly's had an experience that I've actually seen um, with, a, with an orb. It was the weirdest thing oh, I'd ever seen. Yeah, uh, I won't jump into it, but it, she's had an experience and it was used in context because of what had happened in this, the place that she was in and what the orb did. Uh, any, oh, great. Oh, God. Holly has a face. If on you lizards. say Baphomet, I'm going to be pissed. Oh, no, no. I didn't look for a name. Okay. Oh. I just looked up ghosts hissing and then just scrolled through <laughs> what seems to be going on. There's a lot of uh, fun stuff about what people think about when you hear a hissing noise. Um, you go on. Yeah, what yeah. do they say? Uh, somebody says, somebody, I'm not going to, it doesn't matter. Yeah, ghost stories, reading stuff. It sounds like a hiss or running water is when they're trying to speak to you. Running water? Ooh. Yeah, why? Interesting. Why, Dylan? Rem- anybody listening to this, sh- this episode of the podcast that is sticking with Haunted, um, remember this conversation for season two. We'll talk about it in season two. Running water. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> uh, okay, so so is there like a, is there a, a lot of, of mentions of demons? Of course, there is. Of course. Speaking of demons, so we go into the <laughs> basement, um, and uh, Paul decides to instead of playing bad cop, which he did in episode one, he wants to play good cop because I think he felt a little guilty. Uh, Let's go with that for hauling down so much stuff, uh, potentially with Tom Hutchings. Right. So he's been good cop, and he he's got our uh, what's it called again the. Uh, Edie. Edie, yes. I was going to call it EDI. EDI. I like to call it Edie. If this was a Pixar movie, we'd be calling it Edie. So he starts playing with that, and the temperature does go down in kind of a weirdly quick 
uh, progression of it just getting colder and colder. And the ED does it a lot where it changes, you know, like a tenth of a of a degree. Mm-hmm. It's that really doesn't catch our eye. But this went down pretty quick and kind of a massive succession of colder, colder, colder. And Paul throws out the ultimatum that if you get it to a certain number, you're free to go. <laughs> yeah, the piece where I actually question uh, the intelligence behind that, it didn't quite make it to the episode. But I right. I actually did at the time ask him, do you think this is a good idea? We don't actually know what this is. So, yeah. so I, I'm, I'm pausing because I know what happens next. <laughs> in our lives or in the well, show? <laughs> for the show and specifically to Yarmouth and you know where. This was that goes. the same night? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, that was the same night? Wow, I thought it was like Dylan. A, a... Let's fill the audience in on this. I don't think we can because I think it's coming soon. Really? I think it's going to be um, in the Barrington episodes of the show. So basically, Paul lets something go and uh, it's this very heart filled moment where sure. he's playing good cop and letting something go mm-hmm. um the problem is is that he's letting something go from a torture room yeah and if anything was probably stuck in a torture room and couldn't leave i can't imagine it was a good presence I, pretty much anything that's stuck i don't necessarily think is a good presence Yeah, if you do good deeds can't imagine you're stuck so he, something but what leaves. if you have something else to do uh, there's well, that apparently theory. he does it does. <laughs> so uh, Hart was in the right place, maybe? Yeah, I, I, think, I think it usually is. I don't yeah. think he was doing this maliciously. No. Um, but I did find that Paul was maybe a little too happy <laughs> letting something out of the basement. You, What are your thoughts on this whole scenario? Because you, you have a reluctant eye when you're standing in that room. Yeah. <laughs> when you're learning what's going on. Well, okay. So, I mean, I talked to Paul recently about that exact scenario um because i wasn't there at the beginning so i didn't i didn't know exactly what was happening but he tells me that and this is quite interesting the temperature was steady for the entire period of time that he was down there up until he started communicating with the space and asking it to lower the temperature right that's really interesting to me and then in a very short period of time the temperature dropped about two degrees yeah so that's odd a little bit yeah. And and I appreciate Paul's idea of going into a space and trying to communicate with it so that you get a response and, and then maybe have some sort of an experience or gather any kind of evidence. But I, you know, offering it, it a carrot, as he keeps calling it, to, to actually interact with him. I I was I was very skeptical. One, I, I don't know how you actually do that. Do you just say, hey, you're released and that's how it works? I was just going to ask that. I'm like, what gives Paul the ability to release this? No idea. And that's what I wasn't sure about either. Also, so are you promising it something that you can't deliver? Mm. Well, it, here's the thing that kind of scares the hell out of me. And here's why, um, this is where we're getting serious. <laughs> here's why the next, you know, string of events scares the living shit out of me. And you're going to see this. I don't, I'm not quite sure when the Yarmouth house returns. I know it does at some point, uh, unless things change. Hey, things change all the time. Um, but he used a very specific language when he was talking about what he was doing in that basement. He used the word arrangement. Ew. (laughs) Now, and I put this in capital letters in my notebook. An arrangement is usually something where both parties are receiving something of some nature, correct? Well, he was receiving information as 
as per like the temperature dropping. Perhaps. I I, I just hate the word when he says mm. arrangement. I get cold chills because of what happens next. <laughs> yeah. Uh This is when I started putting my guard up. Oh. <laughs> like massively. Cuz I was feeling great about the whole Shelburne scenario and if you haven't seen that go um go check it out or listen to Beyond Haunted on on Cooper's Inn. Uh but the the Shelburne was a very uplifting experience. I thought it was going to be uplifting in a bad way. Turns out to be uplifting in a good way. So I won't say my guard was completely down, but I felt a lot better about what I was doing and I had moved on past a certain personal understanding of what I was doing and I was now I was going into this kind of uh, interest in inquisitive paranormal route, if that makes any sense. And then the arrangements happens. Mm-hmm. And it's it's from this moment on, the whole second half of the show, where I feel uneasy pretty much from that night on. So wow. we've got 6.66 gigabytes on this this scene. We have an arrangement made. And that night... You and I, Holly. I didn't realize it was that night. Go through experiences that we'll talk about later. Um, separately, not together. <laughs> yes, separately. <laughs> Maybe his arrangement was so that it doesn't go after him. Well, I don't know. I don't think he would do that. No. Yeah, I give Paul a lot of shit. I don't yes. think Paul would do that. No. <laughs> I think Paul would more put it on himself than others. Yeah, actually, he would. Hmm. I'm just wondering, um, without... You know, ver- intentionally doing it well without verbal confirmation of what you're doing how do you know what that arrangement is yeah hmm. I just if I say arrangement out loud to something that can't communicate with me is that is that word confirming something that that thing is saying that Paul isn't hearing and now they have an arrangement because it has been said out loud when did something it, has at him before this was, yeah. yeah that was like right before that wasn't it I mean, a hiss to me is a warning. Yes, actually, and that's what I was also just reading afterwards that it's it's um might be I'm demonic. Or, and we've had this happen before as well. At least we think. Again, hey, hey, guys, we're ghost hunters. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we're looking and seeing what happens. Um, we've had this happen before, where it's like we we look at something as something warning you don't go down that road. Mm-hmm. Something bad could happen. So maybe the hiss seems bad because you know in our world hisses are bad news i mean it's a warning it's definitely warning if a cat hisses at you it means don't come near me Mm -hmm. just stay stay your your, yeah yeah, stay your distance but that cat could still later on come and love you it could be a good thing just saying right now screw off right that's right so what if this hiss wasn't demonic what if this hiss was like dude (laughs) you're 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 going through some territory here that perhaps maybe you might want to think about mm. and then we have the snowball effect of <laughs> the basement oh man yeah uh, I, I, I'm very excited to talk about Barrington and, and the Seaside Community Center which are the next four episodes because those were weird I forgot about <sighs> Seaside I, I think about Seaside every night <laughs> it's that's not good for you I don't mean to. Don't do it. <laughs> I try and turn it off. Seaside for the, for to tease the future of the show. Uh, the Seaside Community Center in Clark's Harbor, which is uh, you know near my hometown, was the creepiest overall night of my life. I think. Yeah. I think that's fair. It was, so it was fun after the fact. 
for when me. When left? Oh, God, yeah. the place was draining. I think what I want to do from now on is set up a CCTV system where I can just control the cameras from a van down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't need to be involved anymore. Yeah. God. <laughs> just send in little drones. You just control them from outside. And you're like, I'll follow you guys from over here. So um, a couple of other quotes that kind of uh, caught my attention here. Do we all agree that Paul let something out? Oh, I have no idea. In theory? Oh, what do you, theoretically, do you think? did do you he think? release something? Ooh. Released is an interesting word to use, too. I don't know. Chelsea, given what happens next? <laughs> yes. I'm going to say he does, just because of what happens next. I'll say this. The first night I was in the Yarmouth house, I was fine. <laughs> really? After this, not so much. So two quotes that I, th- I thought were interesting is uh, Paul mentioning about releasing something. He's like, well, it's either that or I'm unleashing hell on earth. Which that was a great thing to say. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Why and would he say that? Holly's <laughs> Holly has a quote talking about you're forgiven to whatever was in the room that we were letting out. Yeah, yeah my bad. <laughs> <laughs> you went with it. I went with it. Well, so... just because something is I don't know if 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 there was something trapped there and by releasing it or by saying that you're forgiven, you know, lets it cross over. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. If it just keeps it, if it somehow just takes it away from being locked in that one place and now it's free to roam our plane. Not so good. <laughs> yeah. At the time I was thinking of it, letting it cross over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm skept- I think that's what everyone was thinking. <laughs> I'm skeptical with with an optimistic approach to what we do. Um, there's a lot that I don't, I think I have an answer for uh, on the show. Queens County, the noise at Queens County is definitely one that I still don't know. Yeah, I what the I do hell? not yeah. have a theory on that whatsoever that isn't paranormal. Yeah. The events that are caused by seemingly this action in the basement is on the top for me of things I really can't explain because it's context, it's coincidence, it's past the point of coincidence with this string of events that happens. It is interesting. And it's absolutely terrifying. (laughs) Absolutely terrifying. I Um, think, yeah, I think given what does occur, especially for you, Dylan, Mm -hmm. um, after this, that whether or not something was uh, released from that location I think that something might have come with us, mm. whether or it had our been permission or not. To yeah, the dynamic of of what we're doing, yeah, potentially wasn't me because it did pass through. <laughs> wasn't <potential>. me. <laughs> well, think about this though. Potentially, it it it's it's hopping from person to person. Well, yeah. and quite honestly, it doesn't have to be an actual. In my mind, it doesn't have to be an actual act of of invitation. Sure. Simply by going to these locations, in my mind, you are putting yourself at risk. I mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. And I've always thought that. Yeah, I do now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was only supposed to shoot this stuff, man. Sorry, well, I didn't man. Want to get involved? Sorry. So to tease um, the next couple four episodes, um, I'm gonna call it this. Um, yeah, scene in Psycho. Ew. That famous shower scene in Psycho. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, that was like super scary and stuff like that. Uh huh. Well, I guess over the next few episodes, I have my own Psycho shower scene. 
Wow. And I'm going to let everybody sit on that for a little while. Uh, so overall. We don't film it. We don't film it, just in case anyone's wondering. I wasn't in the shower when it happened. <laughs> That's a different show. Basically, I was in my bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in the... <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's it scares the shit out of me, so I need to joke about it. Uh, no, in the, in let's just say with with Yarmouth Jail, despite you know our investigation of Yarmouth Jail being over, I don't think the repercussions of what happened here are over yet. So that'll be coming soon. So overall, old Yarmouth Jail. Uh, what do you think, Chelsea? I felt absolutely nothing in there, so I don't feel like it was super haunted. Maybe there was a go- one ghost, but nothing nothing too crazy. There was nothing. No. no nothing that you kind of took away from this place that like oh i don't want to go in there again because of this no not really i'd probably go back cool (laughs) if i could holly oh creepy ass place would not want to go back cool yeah Uh, what what do you think uh you know overall so far eight episodes in um what do you think of this location in terms of spookiest place oh brilliant yeah brilliant location it is it's a very good location fantastic yeah Yeah, absolutely i wouldn't want to go back simply because of uh, the the place was uncomfortable but also from like the perspective of i don't like looking at the ceiling and seeing mold growing that just scares the crap out of me yes the health concerns also concern was a big one for me and you know a couple places the 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 floor wasn't overly secure Mm-hmm. I would, uh, but you, lots of weird things happened and lots yep. of sounds where there was nobody there. I was great in that respect, but for yeah. the other reasons, no, I would not want to go back. I mean, for the for the sake of the haunted team, I mean, it was a perfect location because stuff happened. It was creepy. It was oh, like it was awesome. this, visually, it was like the perfect haunted oh. location. And, yeah, and it was epic. We were lucky enough for stuff to happen. Lucky, I shouldn't have used the word lucky. Stuff happened and it was good. <laughs> shouldn't use the word good either. Um, Stuff yeah, happened. Good God. Yeah. So, Old Yarmouth Jail, overall, creepy place. Um, not my creepiest, but I, I think looking back, hindsight being 2020, um, yikes, just because of the potentials of what could possibly have happened there. The experiences of what happened in the Yarmouth house, which is where we were staying at the time, um, shook me to the core, to say the least. So you'll be looking forward to that very soon. Uh, it's my downfall. It's all downhill from here for me. <laughs> yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it's all downhill from for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next week, we got a little bit of a look into the Western County Military Museum, which is episode 109 and 110, uh, part one and part two of that. And the clip we got was you opening a door. Oh, yeah. At the bottom of the museum. Yeah. What'd you feel? Well, so, mm, without going into too much stuff, I reached out for the knob of the door and it felt like if somebody had moved it, like turned it from the other side, it moved slightly in my hand. Yeah. It was really creepy. Fun. And uh, let's just say, say for that scene, the weirdness starts before we even went down the stairs. Well, yeah, because yeah. why did we go down the stairs? You'll have to wait and find out, folks. So next week, um, next Tuesday and the following Tuesday, we have the Western Counties Military Museum in Barrington, Nova Scotia, Barrington Passage, Nova Scotia. Following that, for the next two weeks, we have the uh, episode 11 and 12, which is the Seaside Community Center, which is the creepiest place I've ever been to because of what oh. happens there. My sister was also there. Oh, yeah. Which maybe I shouldn't have brought her along, but, you know, hey, let's drag friends and family into this <laughs> crazy world. 
Um, a lot of stuff happens there, and it's just uh, yeah. That, when I think about what we went through and reflect on the experiences, Seaside comes to mind every single time. Safety-wise, I think we should have left earlier. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Keep that in mind, folks, because I'm going to press you a little harder on that instance because I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. And finally, our season finale of the show, episode 13, following Western County's Military Museum and Seaside Community Center, is the Cumberland County Museum. And uh, as the synopsis says, the tension tears the team apart. And that's a pretty accurate description of what happens that night. Um, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. So. Feel free to follow us on Twitter and it's Haunted TV Series. If you tweet during the show, use the hashtag HauntedNS. You can find us on Facebook, also Haunted TV Series. And you can find Beyond Haunted, the podcast you're listening to right now, on SoundCloud or iTunes. So feel free to listen, download, all that stuff. My name is Dylan Garland. I'm Chelsea Camo. And I'm Holly Stevens. And you have just been... Beyond Haunted. Haunted.